Hey, everybody, it's Allison Kaskowski. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I hope that wherever you are on this Tuesday morning, you're doing something fun and positive for yourself. So today, what I want to do is, um, you know, if you've been following me over the last several months, I've really had the opportunity of interviewing some pretty amazing guests. And what I, one of the things that I always like to talk to my guests about are not just their journey of self-care, but what and how they take care of themselves, but basically gives them an opportunity to really talk about what's worked for them and what hasn't worked for them. Because as you know, we often learn from listening to what other people do and what works for them. So my guest today is Nicole Kramer. She is a health coach, but she is really more of a sales coach for health coaches. She's a certified health coach, but her niche market is sales. She has had a long career in corporate America, and she now has kind of branded herself as the sales coach for health coaches. And we are in a mastermind group together. So I feel really excited and privileged to be able to talk to her today. Thank you, Nicole, for joining me. You are welcome, Allison. I am so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Yay, yay, yay. Always fun when I talk to any of my mastermind peeps. So let's start off with, why don't you tell my audience a little bit about you, kind of your background, um, and just just kind of your journey a little bit. Yeah, thank you for for that opportunity. So I am, like you said, I'm a certified health coach, and that came about because of, you know, the, the way many people get into the health and wellness world. They have their own story, their own journey where something happened, or there was some kind of an experience that helped them find a different way back to empowering themselves with health and wellness. And you know, mine was, I was struggling with some different food allergies and some different things in my life. And around that same time, my mom was diagnosed with cancer and it just kind of opened my eyes up to, wow, okay, I've got some things where I can take better care of myself and hopefully prevent something like, you know, uh, getting cancer myself because it's in my family. And so on my journey, I just started to realize there were some pretty simple things lifestyle wise that I could start to do that made a big impact in how I felt and how I showed up in my life. And through that journey, I found my way into health coaching because I realized how much I wanted to help other people discover some of those same lifestyle changes that they could make. And, you know, I was, I'm a lifelong athlete. Like I played basketball in college. So it wasn't like the idea of health and wellness was lost on me. It was the idea that there were things that I could just change and implement that could make me feel so much better. And I really wanted to help other people do that same thing. Right. So right. got certified, became a health coach and started realizing, cause I was in corporate America at the time and was really successful in the world of sales, but was really looking to get into health coaching and get out of sales. And, you know, the universe has a funny way of showing us exactly what's meant to be in our life. And through my health coaching journey, I met a lot of other health coaches who had no sales experience. And we're all asking me questions about how do you do this? Or how do you do that? And one of them finally said to me, Nicole, you need to do this. You are helping all of us understand what we need to do to get clients and put ourselves out there. You should help health coaches with this. And I was like, no, no, no. I want to get out of sales. I want to be a health coach. And she said, I know, but you actually are helping health coaches and it's really valuable. So you're still making the world a healthier place because you're helping health coaches understand how to get out there. So I was like, wait a minute. It's like the domino effect. If I teach them something I know that comes easily to me, then they can go out there and find the people who are meant to work with them and help this world become a healthier place. So that was how I became a sales coach for health coaches. 
Well, and you know, what's so interesting about sales, when people hear the word sales, they immediately think of the used car salesman or the, you know, the, the sales approach that just, just makes you feel like you go need, you need to go take a shower, you know, like, ooh, yes. I, you know, it's almost that negative feeling, but really all you're doing in sales is it's really all about relationships and taking yeah. people on a journey, right? Yeah. Totally. I think that was the game changer for me when, because like you said, I started in corporate America about eight, nine years ago. And I was a high school teacher before that. I taught high school math for 15 years. I had no sales experience. But like I said, I was a lifelong athlete and being the competitor that I was, the idea of sales got me excited for the competition aspect. Uh But the idea of used car salesmen, like you said, Uh really scared the crap out of me because I didn't want to be one of those slimy, manipulative, aggressive people that was just trying to get people to buy something from me. Right, right. And the game changer for me and what really made me successful in sales is the idea that it is relationships. Just like you said, this is not a transaction This is relational. Yeah. And when I really got into what was important for me about connecting with people, then it became about connecting, not about being that slimy salesperson that's just trying to get you to buy something from me. And Uh so what I understood early on is there were two things that were important to me about what I was doing, connecting with people and helping them solve their problems. Uh And that is sales period. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what I mean? So that was like a game changer because I didn't have to define, you know, this word salesy. I know, you know, it, I know you're listening oh yeah. to it. Hear it all we the time. All used it, right. And the idea that salesiness was a thing was really a limiting belief and a made up definition in my mind that was actually holding me back from reaching the people who really needed me. And I was making it about me and my fears versus really what was important to me, which was connecting with people and helping them with something that they weren't able to to do on their own. And it's very um, meaningful when you play that kind of role in people's lives. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Yeah, totally. Yep. So I I like to say selling is serving. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love when you said that the other night on one of your, one of your lives, um, I thought I really like that. That's, that's, that's a, a unique way of framing it. Right. Well, it brings us back to what's really important. And all of us love helping people. Right. I, I've never met a person that says, I hate helping people. What they will say is, I hate salesiness. I, I don't want to be that aggressive, assertive person. Fair enough. You don't have to be. But what you do love is helping people. So if we stay focused on that being what this is all about, then you'll really come through with your genuine, authentic self. In well, it feels with so people. fake when you say salesy. It just sounds fake. Like, yeah. give me your money and let's be done with this, right? I mean, yep. maybe not quite like that, but you get what I mean. <laughs> right. Well, and it, it, you know, like, and that's what I ask people all the time. Is this a money grab or is this yeah. you really trying to help people? And I understand yeah. we all have to make money doing what we're doing because we have right. mouths to feed and we need to put a roof over our heads. But mm-hmm. if you really see it from a place of genuinely connecting and helping people <clears throat> and you do your energetic work around receiving and understanding what wealth consciousness is so that you make it okay for yourself uh-huh. to receive and be compensated for your work, uh-huh. then it's a beautiful flow of you putting your gifts and skills and abilities into the world and other people bettering their lives because yeah. of it and you being compensated to keep doing yeah. that same work. 
Yeah, absolutely. So you you had a career in corporate America for a while and talk to me a little bit or talk to my audience a little bit about, you know, obviously being an athlete, you knew the importance of taking care of your body and moving your body and, and all of that. So I don't have to tell you that, but a little bit about the lifestyle that goes with that. And, and even though sometimes we know how important things are, it doesn't always mean that we do them. Right. It, it's, it really is the truth. It's like we're either talking the talk and walking the walk, uh-huh. or we're just putting up a really good front for talking the talk. Yeah. And I think a lot of us get caught in that cycle of what we put out there and what we want people to believe. Yeah. And including ourselves, what we want to believe about ourselves is that we are saying all the right things and also take caring, taking care of ourselves behind the scenes. But a lot of times because of limiting beliefs, because of conditioning throughout our whole lives, we actually have become addicted to struggle. And it's what takes the place of us taking care of ourselves because we feel, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that go into it. There's worthiness issues, there's conditioning from our whole life, but really we create this idea that staying busy and working hard is the key to everything. And we drive ourselves into the ground and blow out our adrenals because we believe that's the only way. Yes, I totally, I get that because for a lot of years, that's, that's really been, it's been, you're, you, it's sort of like walking a tightrope in, in a sense. It's like on one hand, you logically know that this isn't probably good, but on the other hand, mm-hmm. what I'm thinking about is if I don't do this then this won't happen. And so right. we feel like I don't really have a choice. Well, the reality is, is we do have a choice. We're just simply making a choice. It's, you know, it, I like to say it's two sides of the same coin. Uh-huh. You know, we can look at it from the lens of I've got to keep working. I've got to keep working. I've got to keep going, which most of us do. It's it's also a societal thing. Like we have been conditioned in society to believe that, you know, it's it's the American way you work hard and you create your success. And, you know, without rest and taking care of your body, you don't have the energy to keep going at the, the, the level that you believe success requires. And it doesn't require the same type of hard work that we have in our minds that it does. That's just what we've allowed ourselves to believe because we've been told, like you said, like from our parents or society, they've told us like, you know, hard work is the key to success and you've got to work hard. And so we've got that message on repeat in our brain from our entire life. And we don't allow ourselves to step back and say, sometimes the hardest work we can do is to set boundaries, to take care of ourselves and get the rest and the sleep and recovery that we need as human beings. Yeah. And you know, it's hard when you're used to going at a strong pace to suddenly not be at that pace anymore. Mm -hmm. I really think that, you know, it's for some people, depending on your personality type and really just what you're really used to doing, you know, instead of say, you know, we tell ourselves, oh, well, you know, I I know I need to stop work at an earlier hour because then I can get in bed earlier and then I, you know, and all of that. And we tell ourselves that. And then when we don't see the results that we want happen, you know, fairly quickly, because that's another thing we've been conditioned to believe is that things happen fairly quickly. You know, right. It's not always the case either. Right. But, but, you know, what happens at that point is, is that we start beating ourselves up. Well, I shouldn't have done that, you know, and it becomes, it's kind of this vicious cycle that just never stops. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, to our detriment and ultimately to the detriment of the people that we are trying to help because if we aren't taking care of ourselves. We become a shell of ourselves and then we can't pour from an empty cup. 
Yeah. Well, I like to tell people a lot in, in the, in the fitness space that, you know, I remember when I first started out, you know, I remember one of the very first people I worked for when I was in grad school said, well, we serve people when they're not working. So of course we're not going to have traditional hours. Mm -hmm. And that's true to a degree, you know, and when I was seeing more, more private clients than what I do now, you know, I was, I would work early in the morning and in the evening, Mm -hmm. you know, I wouldn't have as many appointments during the day because that Mm -hmm. was a traditional eight to five job. And, you know, it was kind of expected that in the, if you went to work in the fitness space that you weren't going to have, you know, a traditional office hours type job. And so the, while that's not all that, that's not a bad thing, but on the other hand, you really do get conditioned if you're not work, burning the candle at both ends, so to speak, that you, you absolutely can't make mm-hmm. a I know that now that's not the case, but, but I just think that there's a, a misunderstanding out there in society of what they believe to be true regarding that. That's exactly what it is. They've chosen yeah. to believe it and yeah. accept that as the truth. And it doesn't need to be that way. Yeah. 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 So let's talk a little bit because now you work for yourself. You left corporate America. And now you have your own gig and you're super successful at it. So let's talk a little bit about kind of the fine line as entrepreneurs that we find ourselves walking to, you know, to bring up what you were talking about, setting the boundaries and making sure that you're actually not taking things in the complete opposite direction of what you're intending. Right. And it's, it's so like what you make yourself available for. and you know, I know we've had the, you and I've had this discussion before too. There's always going to be another text, another phone call, another email, another message, another comment on social media. There's always Mm -hmm. something you could make yourself available for responding to. It's always going to be there, but your job is to set those boundaries for yourself and be fierce about them. Because like I said before, you can't pour from an empty cup. And when you are constantly draining yourself and not filling your cup back up, then there will come a point where this work has to end for you. Mm -hmm. It's not sustainable to carry on in that manner. And it's easier said than done because, you know, I think we're up against things like comparisonitis on social media. And oh, yeah, that's it's horrible. It's really right. Like our work is conducted on there. We Mm -hmm. are virtually performing our work. So at any given point, 24 seven, you could go on to any of your platforms and see people doing things Yeah, and it can make you feel inadequate. It can make you feel like you're not keeping up with the Joneses. It can make you feel like you're not doing enough Yeah, and it gets to you. Yeah. And it makes you jump right back into that work, 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 work. Oh my gosh, I'm falling behind because, well, you, you may be looking at somebody in Ireland and you're in Iowa and their time zone is different. So of course they're working when you logged on, but what are you supposed to be doing, doing with that time? You know, we're, we have access to the global marketplace. So it's very easy to fall into that comparison trap of I should be working because at any given point, somebody is. Well, and that's true. That's very true. And I yeah. think that at the end of the day, I think the question that we always have to remember is, is why are we doing this? You know, yeah. what's the greater impact of what it is that we're doing? Right. There's always going to be one more email, one more phone call, one more client, always. one more possible prospect, one more project, you know? Right. Well, and I like to ask myself, somebody asked me this a long time ago, actually, when I was still a high school teacher. 
they said, are you living to work or are you working to live? Yeah. Yeah. And it made me really step back and go, oh my gosh, if all I'm doing is living to work, then work is my life. And I can love my work. Yeah. Just like I can love my partner or I can love my dog or I can love my family, but that is not my life. There is yeah. still an element of me bringing life into what lights me up. What, where, do well, I you know, my mom, life? my mom always says, you know, your, your work is only part of your life. It's not your whole. Yes. yes. You know? And, and that's for so where... many people just choose to make work more of their life. You know, totally. Well, and you know, it feels, here's the thing. When I was talking to one of my clients about this this morning, it feels better to fill up the time with busy work and with something else to distract you than it does to maybe sit and feel the pain of what is this empty space in my life? Yeah. What am I meant to use this empty space for? And sometimes it's just, it's painful. And so people yeah. just, it, the, the work becomes an addiction almost because it's easier to avoid the pain of not having what you want in your life and just fill it up with more work. Well, and then we come addicted. And the other thing that we want to do is we 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 reinforce that behavior because we see results of what we're doing. So we, you know, we our cue to ourselves is, well, I must be doing something right, or I wouldn't continue to be seeing results. Yep, we find our worth in that, and that becomes what consumes us because it feels good. Like you said, we see the results; those results make us feel good, and that becomes our external motivator which is really an empty chase for us to find our worth because really we need to set, you know, step back and reconnect with ourselves and like uh-huh. we think, fill our own cup. What's important to me about life besides the work that I do besides my dog, besides my relationship, there are other yeah. elements that we need to really understand about our life. That's going to make it worth living for us. Yeah. One of the things I like to always say in my, my Facebook community hears me say this a lot is we get really good at what we do often creatures a habit, you know? Yep. So yep. we do, we just keep reinforcing that old pattern and it, and it feels like gospel to us because we, you know, we simply do it enough that it feels like truth, you know? Yep. Well, it's like, you know, you and I had this the other day in our mastermind meeting where it's like, what are you doing with the time? Yeah. And what are you making non-negotiable? Because the time will get spent either way. Right. You know? One of the things I always like to say is, you know, we, you make an you make an appointment with yourself, just like you make an yeah. appointment to go to the doctor to get your teeth cleaned, to get your hair cut, or whatever. You know, you should always make an appointment for your self care too. And unfortunately, a lot of people that's the first thing to go. Like they wouldn't dare miss an appointment with their lawyer or with their doctor or their dentist. Yeah. yeah. But if they have on their calendar, take a nap, for example. Yeah. That would be the first thing that they'd toss out the window because something I don't have time. to answer that email. And like we said, there's always an email. There's always a message. There's always, you know, and, and that's just conditioning still. And, and that's something that we have to be more clear, present and mindful. Like, mm-hmm. am I making this decision because I think it's what I should do or have I set this time aside for me? And I need yeah. to set some boundaries here to make sure that I use that time for me. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, so some self-care things that you're working on for you right now, because I know, you know, in your business, I know that, you know, trying to just trying to kind of work with your schedule a little bit to ensure that you still have time for you, I think is really an ongoing challenge for a lot of people. And regardless of if you work for yourself or not. Yep. So, 
you know, if, if you were advising, say, a friend or whatever, you know, I mean, what would be some first steps that you would advise as far as that goes? You know, making sure that because this is one of the things that I'm really doing right now is changing Uh and tweaking some things about my business model, Uh not just from a place of I need more self-care, but I need more self-care so that I can be the best coach for these people that have invested money with me. Like I'm looking to protect their investment by protecting myself and how I show up for them. Right. So, you know, one of the things that is really, I guess, tough for me, and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier with our conditioning, like from our childhood, it's, it's okay to take time for me. It's okay to sleep. It's okay. to rest. It's okay to do nothing. And that's a tough one for me because like I said, I I've been an athlete my whole life. And I still remember I was maybe in like sixth or seventh grade. And I went to this basketball camp in Pennsylvania and I was all excited. And the shirt that I came back, cause you know, you always had a little bit of money you could spend in like the camp store. And I got this shirt and I loved it. And I carried this message with me for a really long time. Here's what the shirt said somewhere. Someone is practicing. And when you meet her in head to head competition, she will beat you. Ah, so imagine what that did to my little sixth grade brain. It was, I've got to always be practicing. I've got to always be working. I've got to be always getting better. I've got to be sleeping with my basketball, you know, like all the ideas of like somebody's practicing somewhere and she's going to beat me if I'm not also practicing. And in many ways, while that's a beautiful message, what I needed to start to make okay for me on my end to answer your question about what am I really working on? It's working on making it okay for me to just be. Yeah. And for it's me to rest when you're relax. used to going. Yeah. yeah. Like even a 45 minute phone call with a friend, that's self-care. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be just about the workout or what you eat or, or the massage, you know? you know, it's, yeah. It's, it's everything that lights you up. It's everything that makes yeah. life important to you and also takes care of your own personal health and wellness. So while that may be some nights I go to bed at 9 PM to make sure I'm getting the right amount of sleep. Sometimes it's, have I carved in a time during my day today to connect with somebody who's important to me? Yeah. Have I dedicated time and space to take a walk with my dog and get some fresh air and sunlight, like yeah. making those things. Okay has been a really big focus for me because uh-huh. I I'm guilty of, Hey, you know what? My dog can wait because I have to answer this email. Well, it's not just about my dog needing that walk. It's just as much for me. Totally. And that's a big thing for me is just making sure that it's time I give every single day to those things, not just to answering emails and sitting in yeah. front of my computer. Well, and think back to like the habits we were taught as kids, you know, Mm -hmm. for you and me, it sounds like our folks were very similar, you know, and, and it takes a little while to get comfortable with kind of doing something different. And it doesn't mean that you're compromising your standards at all. And it doesn't mean that your work ethic is going out the window either. You know, it just means that you're allowing yourself to be open to doing something another way. That's really what self-care is. It's giving yourself that freedom to decide what is going to serve me the best in this moment. That's trusting yourself to make that decision is really important. And it's tough for all of us because the messages that we have running through our head aren't necessarily our truth. 
Yeah. They are the things we've heard our whole lives that we've believed yeah. in, you know, again, somewhere someone is practicing. And when you meet her, she's yeah. going to beat you. It's like, oh my gosh, I've got to work, work, work. And again, it's in this country, especially that's reinforced. Yeah. Well, it's, and you know, there's, there, there's, there's good and bad to that. You know, there's, mm-hmm. because, you know, there's so much opportunity in this country, you know, right. like, you know, regardless of where you come from or whatever, but that's probably a discussion for another day. But, <laughs> but on the other hand, it's, it's what exactly are we teaching people when we model yeah. where is a badge of honor, the fact that we're working ourselves into the ground. I mean, yep. yes, on one hand, yep. like, oh, look what I've, look what I've been able to do. Look what I've accomplished. Look at the life I have for myself. Well, it's not much of a life if you can't really enjoy it. Totally. I always say we are walking permission slips Yeah, for everyone else in our life. And what are you looking, you know, I work with a lot of, of women who are mothers Yeah, and I've asked them very straightforward many times is the way you are conducting yourself and living your life right now, the way you desire for your child to live their life. Uh-huh. And when their immediate answer, Oh no, no, no. Then it's, then let's reevaluate because yeah. how you are showing up right now in your life whether you want to believe it or not, this is not a do as I say, not what I do thing. Your kids are going to do what you do. Your yeah. kids are going to grow up seeing what you're doing yeah. and mimic that in their own yeah. lives. Well, you know, I think we're just, it's just, it's easier to observe, you know, and say, you know, you, you know what they always say, you know, don't necessarily do as I tell you to do. We always like actions speak louder than words. Yeah. That's what they remember. That's what they take with them. What they see us doing. It, it's what, yeah. what did you say earlier? What you do often you become really good at. You said it. Yeah. Really we, we get really good at what we do often. Yeah. There you go. It's true. Yep. I mean, it's very yep. true. We get to where we don't even really think about it. You know, it almost right. becomes unconscious. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's just become our, that's what, who we are and what we do. Yeah. So let's say someone out there is listening to our conversation and they're thinking, wow, that's totally me. I, you know, I'm working myself to death. I know I need to make some changes. I don't really know what those changes are. You know, what Mm -hmm. advice would you, would you give somebody for helping them, you know, be okay with making what Mm -hmm. potentially be a really big life-changing maneuver, if you will, in their life? What advice would you give them? Yeah, I think that's a really great question. So one of the things that I know is tough for people is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I say that because when you start to make these changes, these decisions in your life to set boundaries and take better care of yourself, it is going to feel extremely uncomfortable, almost to the degree that it feels wrong. Like, how could I possibly take a nap in the middle of the day? There's things I could be doing. You know, it's going to feel really, and I'll be, I'll be totally honest. I'm still not there yet with the middle of the day nap. I just, Uh I'm working on it, but get comfortable with being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and play in the newness of these new boundaries that you're setting. And don't feel like you have to decide right away what is best for you, but give yourself permission to explore what your real needs are. Maybe you've never visited those needs before. Maybe you don't know that going to bed at 9 PM is really what your body desires. And maybe it'll bring a whole new energy to your life that you didn't know. And you know, I spent a lot of time in my 20s being very, um, I guess, lying to myself about the fact that I didn't need sleep. <laughs> oh, really? And, wow. 
Yeah. And once I started to really be honest with myself, I've realized I love sleep. So I think that would be my best advice is to um, give yourself permission to get uncomfortable with it and kind of explore what are your needs that you're not fulfilling right now from the perspective of self-care and from your desires in life and just kind of play in the newness of it and be willing to explore and start to set some boundaries around it. Yeah. And be open to possibility, right? We yes. Possibility, right? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Let, let your, let your needs surprise you and delight you. you yeah. Know? Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. Like sleep is really one of my needs that I have been so delighted by. And, and, you know, I also am still struggling with the idea that I have to be in the 5am club to be a good human being and to start my day off in the right way, Uh because there's a pull that I have towards, I know that's really good to start your day, but maybe that's not good for me. Maybe my 5am. Because it's good for someone else. Doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. Exactly. So I think that's a, a big thing for me is finding my way through what is my morning routine? What time does it start? And how can I fulfill those needs throughout the day if it doesn't happen in the morning? Well, and then the great thing is, is that you can try it. And if it doesn't work, you can always try something else. Yep. Exactly. It's not a tattoo on your face. Try it out. Right. Totally. (laughs) There's nothing permanent there that you can't tweak and fix and change, right? Totally. Totally. So, well, this has been really fun. I'm so glad we were able to do this. I really appreciate you coming on and and talking about, you know, a little bit about your journey and and what you're doing. I really think it just helps people need to hear what works for other people and that they're, that they're not alone. Agreed. Where can Thank people you find me. you? So I am in a couple of places. I have a Facebook group called Nicole's sales superstars, mm-hmm. and it's a private Facebook group for health and wellness entrepreneurs. I'd love for anybody who's listening that falls into that category to join us. Our community is awesome. Very active. It is, and engaged. It is a great group. You do a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's important to me to make sure that that's a space where people can show up, feel supported yeah. and find connection. So that is where I definitely spend a lot of my time and we have a lot of value and, and connection in there. And then I'm also on Instagram at healthy steps with Nicole. Okay. And anybody who's listening, who wants my free discovery call script, which I created a couple of years ago, cause I know a lot of my clients were like, what do I say on a call? So I created this script and I have a lot of people who have gotten a lot of clients with it. Um, it's free. I love to give it away because I know it means that people are putting themselves out there and making this world a healthier place. So anybody who wants that reach out to me on Instagram at healthy steps with Nicole and just send me a DM and say, I want the script. I'll be happy to send it to you. Also, if you join my Facebook group, you can ask me for it there and, um, either place. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We'll make sure that both of where you can find Nicole, her Facebook community and her Instagram handle are all listed in the show notes. So if you want to connect with Nicole, you can definitely go to either of those places and, um, and, and do that. And that sounds like an awesome free gift that you're giving away. That's very helpful. I'm sure for a lot of people. Yeah. Thank you. I love, I love being able to help people get the clients that need them because we all need to work together to make this world a healthier place. That's very true. Absolutely. So Nicole, Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Allison. Thank you. This was such a delightful conversation and I'm happy to, um, you know, be able to share so that it can serve someone else who's looking to totally. um, absolutely so, in their life. So if any of you are out there listening and you're feeling inspired, please feel free to connect with Nicole, you know, either in her Facebook group or on Instagram. 
And for if any of you are out there um, or still not in my private Facebook group, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care, please make sure that you head over and do that. We are doing all kinds. This year, we're going to be doing all kinds of new challenges and new events. Almost every month, I'm going to be having something going on. So you definitely want to take advantage of that. And if you are feeling inspired and moved to become a supporter of the ultimate journey of self-care, if you'll head to my website at cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com, and click the podcast tab, um, I've created three unique ways that you can help support the ultimate journey of self-care. And then I give you a free gift at each level. Um, we have, it's, they're all one-time contributions, so you're not obligating yourself to a monthly subscription or anything. It's just if you're feeling, you know, at all inspired and moved and want to support us, we would love it. And if you're not in a position to do that or don't care to, that is fine too. Uh, we will still continue to show up here every week and try to bring you uh, the best of information uh, that we possibly can. I just want to take a moment before I sign off again. And again, thank you for always being here to listen, to help share our message, to help help us spread the word. Uh, we are worldwide now, as I think I tell you just about every week. We're reaching more and more people every week with our show. We are right now, we are in over 25 countries around the world and we are just continuing to reach more people, which has always been my goal from day one. So I want you to know how much I appreciate each and every one of you listening. Um, you are all part of this journey that we call self-care. And that's why I call it a journey because it consistently changes and it should change based on I, you know, how you evolve as a person and how you choose to show up and live your life. Um, this is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life, so make it a good one.